Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's keep going through these one to seventeens. Today on the podcast, we've got the Raiders, we've got the Roosters, and we've got the Cronulla Sharks. A very interesting and in-depth episode we have got ahead of us. Make sure if you haven't already to subscribe to the YouTube Big Les's League. Go ahead and follow the Spotify and Apple podcast pages. And also go and give a follow to the Instagram and to the TikTok. The TikTok is going to become uh, more and more used over this year, obviously getting back into my BTFU work. And just my personal stuff as well. We're going to start putting some more things on the personal Big Lezzers League YouTube. So make sure you don't miss out on any of that great content. Make sure you just subscribe. Uh, to the YouTube, and let's get straight underway. We've got the Raiders up first, our 1-17 to for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, a few changes to the Raiders lineup over the past few weeks, and especially going into this year, a big change is the fact that Jack Whiten will no longer be at 5-8. He has gone to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, so they have got a hole in the 5-8 jersey. One would argue they've got a hole in the fullback jersey as well. We don't really know for sure. Who is going to line up at one uh, for the most amount of time in 2024? Could be Xavier Savage. Could be Seb Chris. Could be a number of guys in this squad. We'll have to wait and see. But my prediction for that fullback jersey, it is Xavier Savage. I think that he was very unlucky to miss out last year with injury. I think he comes back into this side. He takes that fullback jersey back and he proves why he deserves to be in the number one for the Canberra Raiders. So Xavier Savage is my number one. Uh, Albert Hopawade is on one wing for me. I was really impressed with him when he came in last year. A really big motor on him. He's got great footwork and a lot of strength as well. A really strong winger. And when you combine the strength with the mobility, you get an absolute prime time winger. And that is what Albert Hopawade is to me at least. Uh, I think he's in for a big year in this side. I think he's the future on the wing for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, the other winger is an obvious one, an absolute lock here. It is Jordan Rapiner. Had a big season last year. Going into what people are saying is his final season in 2024. Uh, so he will be on the wing. I can't see him at fullback. Just because if you want to prepare for the future, uh, you're gonna, you want to have to put the guys that are going to be there going into next year, the year after, and moving forward for the Canberra Raiders. And that is going to be Xavier Savage. So Jordan Rapiner. He will finish his career on the wing. Unless there's injury, he's on the wing for me in this team. Uh, in terms of the centers, another really interesting talking point here. Um, obviously, we've got Matt Simoko, a lock in this team. He was absolutely sensational um, last season, had a big year, and obviously played for the Kiwis as well. Uh, a lot of people did not have him in that Kiwi side to end the year, and he managed to make it. He managed to do a really good job. And be one of the better players, too, in that Kiwi side. So uh, a really big year in store for Maximoka in 2024 after what was a massive breakout year in 2023. Now, the other center is pretty interesting. We can go for Seb Chris, who I think is probably going to end up there. Um, You could also go for Ethan Strange, who I've actually got in this team list on the right center spot. I don't know, to be honest. It depends who you want in this side. Uh, and it depends who your 5'8 is as well, because it could be Ethan Strange, it could be KO Weeks, 
I've got Ethan Strange lining up in the centers. That means Seb Chris will just miss out, and that's a big call. Uh, I know that it's a big call, but I've got Ethan Strange in there just to get him used to first grade because I imagine that he'll move into that 5'8 jersey uh, as you move through the season. He might get a crack there straight away, but I've got him starting the year in the centers because that's where I saw the best footy from him uh, in that under-19s origin game and in cup football. His best footy that I've seen from him so far has been at center, but a lot of people do rate him as a 5'8", and he has been training in the halves during the preseason. I'd like to see him start at center, though, and just get a feel uh, for him in first grade before I make any big calls and move him into the 5'8 role. That does mean that Seb Chris misses out, uh, but... And look, it was a very hard decision to make. You could have him on the wing for Albert Hopawade as well, which to be honest, I'm sort of second, like, second guessing myself a little bit there as I look at this lineup now. It could be any one of Albert Hopawade or Seb Chris for me, but I've got Albert Hopawade in there. I've got Ethan Strange in the centers. I'm actually going to stay with that because as I said, I think we need to see Ethan Strange in first grade before we can put him into that 5-8 jersey. But who knows? He could be in that 5-8 jersey in round one, we'll have to wait and see. My five, my five eight, sorry, for round one is KO Weeks. I think that from what I've seen from him at uh, the Manly Seagulls, there's definitely a lot of talent there. We just don't know if he's a fullback, he's a five eight, or what he is really um, in a rugby league side. We don't know what position suits him the best. There's a lot of players in the competition currently like that. Your Connor Watsons, your Kurt Manns, your Dylan Walkers. We don't really know what their best position is, but they can play a lot of positions to a high click. And KO Weeks is one of those guys. Keen to see how he goes at 5'8", full-time though. That's going to be really interesting to see his partnership with Jamal Fogarty. Uh, and obviously, that is my halfback going into 2024, Jamal Fogarty, and a lot of pressure on him too um, going into the 2024 season. Uh, you know, Jack White was getting a lot of ball in this side. There was a lot of go forward going the way of that left-hand side to Jack Whiten uh, in that 5-8 role. He was pretty much the senior half in that side, Jack Whiten. Uh, Jamal Fogarty was just complimenting Jack Whiten's game. Now Jamal Fogarty is the senior half in this, in this side. And, um, you know, while... The halfback is usually the only senior half in the team. Uh, Jack White was getting most of the pill. Now Jamal Fogarty, you'd imagine, would be getting most of the pill. And, you know, KO Weeks would just be trying to compliment Jamal Fogarty's game. But there will be a lot of pressure on Jamal Fogarty going into this year as the senior half in this team. And I'm, sa- I'm keen to see if he can handle it. Uh, he'll get the ball more on last tackle as well, which means he'll be a more frequent kicking option. Uh, I don't mind Jamal Fogarty, obviously. In the twilight of his career at the moment, 28, 29 years old, I believe he is at the moment too. Um, So keen to see how Jamal Fogarty goes uh, with a new half and as the senior half with a lot of of ball going down his way rather than going down the left-hand side as well um, in 2024. Uh, I wonder if they keep going down that left-hand side um, they keep utilizing that left-hand side too, though, in 2024. Um, If Jamal Fogarty does take a lot of the go forward down to the left-hand side of the park, or if he does bring all the go forward to the right-hand side, very keen to see how, uh, you know, the top side is lined up as well. Who is on the left, who is on the right. Uh, that will be a big determinant on uh, which side has the more, has more strike power in it as well. But as I said, very keen to see Jamal Fogarty as the strike half, as the main half, as the senior half in this side. Uh, and K.O. Weeks, keen to see if he can handle the 5'8 jersey in this side as well in first grade. Now, 
Uh, the front rowers are locks for me. I've got Josh Papali'i and Joseph Tarpane. Um, Really like these guys and what they did last year. Uh, one of the better front row combinations in the competition as well. Joseph Tarpane, one of the better front rowers in the competition. Uh, and he's going to be the leader in this side after Josh Papali'i as well. Uh, I believe Joseph Tarpane is even 27, 28 himself. So he's sort of starting to reach the peak of his powers and we can definitely see it in his football. Uh, really talented front rower. Uh, I think he will be in the front row. Josh Papali'i might be his last year, might be his second last year in rugby league. And I think he's in for a big year as well. Hopefully not as many injuries this season as well. Uh, that's something we didn't really talk about with the back line as well. It's post Jared Croker now. Uh, which is going to be really interesting. Yes, they weren't with him for a while, so it's sort of the same, but still, uh, it's a new era in terms of the back line for the Canberra Raiders as well, which will be really exciting. But uh, front rowers, jo- uh, Joseph Tarpanay and Josh Papali'i, those guys are locks in this team. Um, Zach Wolford, I've got him as my main nine, but you could argue against it considering he did request a release from the club. Maybe he isn't the plan. Maybe the plan is Danny Levi. Um, with Tom Starling on the bench or vice versa. Maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's why Zach Wolford requested a release to go to St. George. Uh, depends on how much you read into that. But I have got in my best Canberra 17, Zach Wolford starting in the number nine jersey. I think that's where he plays uh, his best starting in that role. Uh, he takes the hard yards and then obviously get the fast explosive hooker, whether that be Danny Levi or Tom Starling to come off the bench and really create havoc in and around the ruck. Uh, so Zach Wolford starts for me. Uh, Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead, both of these guys are locks in this uh, back row for this 17. Uh, Hudson Young, incredible year last year, played Origin, did some great things for the Canberra Raiders, an absolute strike weapon. Uh, and then Elliot Whitehead as well in his last year, reportedly. Um, keen to see him have a big year for the Canberra Raiders in 2024. Corey Horsburgh's my 13. Now, we won't be there for the first few rounds of the competition, but he's my 13. Even though you can argue that they wouldn't have brought over Morgan Smithies to play off the bench, Corey Horsburgh was just too good. He played Origin last year. How can you chuck an Origin forward onto the bench? That's what I have to say about that one. So when Corey Horsburgh comes back, he's my 13. Uh, depends how Ricky sees it, to be honest, but... Um, Corey Horsburgh was my 13. A lot of people do have Morgan Smithies there, but Corey Horsburgh is there for me. Uh, in terms of the bench, I've got Tom Starling as my 14. He provides a little bit more than Danny Levi. Uh, Danny Levi does provide a bit of exper- experience in this side, but his form coming into this team last year wasn't the best. So I don't know if I would have him uh, in this 17 to start the year. Tom Starling, though, you know what you're going to get out of him every single week. I've got him in my 14, provides that spark uh, and that X factor off the bench in the number nine role, as we said before. Zach Hosking comes off the bench for me as well. I can't fit him into this starting side, but I imagine he'll be the future once Elliot Whitehead uh, retires at the end of the season. So just getting some more first grade into him would be nice. We know his ceiling at the moment, Zach Hosking, we saw it at Brisbane before he came to the Penrith Panthers. We know how good he can be. I want to see that from him in 2024. It just depends on how many minutes he's going to get in this team. It's going to be a really interesting factor as to how Zach Hosking goes. Uh, Morgan Smithies, he's on the bench for me in jersey number 16. He is a big body, so I imagine he could play in the front row or at lock, depending on where you want him. 
Uh, but Morgan Smithies, I don't uh, mind him coming off the bench. I actually like it more than him starting because he does provide a bit of X factor in the forwards. Uh, and then Emre Gula, a guy that's always been there coming off the bench for this team. Um, I have him there in jersey number 17. As I said, it's another one of those guys where you know what you're going to get from him every single week. Um, now, other guys that we've missed out on in this Canberra Raiders side for bench forwards, Adam Mariota, Hoepapuru as well, one of the guys coming through uh, at the moment in Canberra. Trey Mooney as well, someone that's been very highly rated uh, among some of the experts and some of the guys in the Canberra system. There's a few guys that miss out, but it just goes to show how stacked this forward pack is. Just goes to show how unbelievably stacked this forward pack is for the Canberra Raiders. Uh, The forward pack actually makes up over 60% of their top 30 squad, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I'm keen to see how Canberra go this year. Uh, in particular, Jamal Fogarty, as we said before, in that number seven jersey as the senior half in this team. And who is in 5'8 and fullback by the end of the year? I think it's going to be really interesting to see who those guys are as well. Um, looking at the Sydney Roosters. Now, we talk about stacked lineups. This lineup is the definition of stacked. You look up stacked in the dictionary, you get a photo of the Sydney Roosters logo. That's how you know this side is absolutely chockers when it comes to depth in every single position. So uh, let's have a look at this 1-17. to uh, The fullback is a lock for me, James Tedesco. Uh, he's got a few years left in him. A lot of people are riding him off. I'm keen to see him have a big year in 2024. And the fact that people are riding him off, I find a little bit confusing. You know, he was one of the better players for the Roosters in 2023. He had some massive games where he really flipped the script in games as well when the Roosters were on the back foot. He single-handedly won games. I think there was two games in a row there against St. George and someone else that he single-handedly won for this Roosters side. So, um, you know, I don't know why people are, you know, know, not rating James Tedesco as highly um, as what I would. It took me a while to think of what to say there, but... James Tedesco, in short, is my fullback. Um, On the wings, I've got Daniel Tupo and Dominic Young. Daniel Tupo, someone that's really been consistent for the Roosters, but I also feel is under a little bit of pressure in his position. Joseph Suwali could easily go to that wing spot, and then we bring in Billy Smith. The fact that Billy Smith isn't going to be playing much first grade in 2024 really annoys me. He's one guy that I've really enjoyed watching come through. Been very unlucky with injury and now very unlucky with the amount of depth that this side has. So Daniel Tupo, Dom Young on the wings, but Daniel Tupo, very 50-50 on, you know, if he is going to be in this 17 going into the midpoint and the back end of the year. It really depends on his form. I can't believe I'm saying this about Daniel Tupo as well because he should be a lock in this team, an absolute lock in this team. But, you know, I'm very 50-50 on Daniel Supo. It just depends on his consistency and his injury run as well. Had a really bad run with injury in 2023. Hopefully not the same uh, in 2024. I think he's still got at least three or four years left in him, Daniel Supo. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Dom Young on the other wing. A really good pickup here from the Sydney Roosters. Try scoring machine. Uh, Putting him next to Joseph Manu. It is going to be fucking insane. Uh, the amount of tries that both of these guys score. Uh, Joseph Manu, very good with that right flick on that right-hand side of the park. Um, you know, these guys, I think, are going to combine for some pretty insane tries, some really insane tries, and I'm very, very excited to see it. 
And speaking of the centers, Manu's on my right center. That's an absolute lock. Don't have to say much about that. He's one of the better centers in the competition, if not the best. And then you've got Joseph Suwali in the other center. Again, another one I'm very 50-50 on because he won't be here next year. Um, you've obviously got Billy Smith in reserve grade, who they've re-signed long-term. You know, I'm still very 50-50 on whether I would have Billy Smith in there or not, but you can't leave out a guy like Joseph Suwali, who is so talented uh, and had provides so much X-factor. And to be honest, with the state of Australian Rugby Union at the moment, we could see Joseph Suwali maybe choose to stay at the Sydney Roosters and re-sign long-term there, which I think would really be unfair to Billy Smith, but we could see it happen if the state of rugby union in Australia doesn't improve. So uh, Suwali and Manu in short in the centers. Uh, in the halves, two guys that will definitely be there, Sam Walker and Luke Keary. Sam Walker, some say is the future to uh, Queensland origin, obviously after DCE retires. I want to see that from him this year. I think he's in for a big year if he plays consistently like he did at the back end of the year after he returned from injury. I cannot wait to see how he goes in 2024. Uh, Drew Hutchison is no longer at the club as well, so there's no pressure on that jersey for him. It sort of gives him a little bit of an opportunity to just make that jersey his own as well, which is which is what I really like about the uh, Drew Hutchison um, exit. I don't like the Drew Hutchison exit, but if there's any positives coming out of it, it's, that, it's the fact that you know, there's a bit of security now with Sam Walker. He feels like that jersey's his own and he can really come out and have a big year with not too much pressure on him for the spot. So I like that sort of as- aspect of it, if that makes sense. Um, Luke Keary in the number six, again, a guy that's a lock in this team. He's definitely got at least three or four years left in him. Luke Keary, uh, hopefully no injuries in 2024. Had a great 2023. I'm keen to see him replicate that. Uh, and really combine well with Sam Walker in 2024. I'm really keen to see this combination flourish um, in 2024 as well. Um, In terms of the front row, Lindsay Collins starts for me, uh, and Jared starts as well. Now, the NRL, for some reason, didn't include um, Jared in their 17, which I think is absolutely insane. He's definitely there. He's a leader. He's a captain in this side. He's definitely there for me starting. He, you know, comes in and takes the hard yards along with Lindsay Collins. They set the tone. And then you've got guys like Spencer Lenu or Terrell May or someone like that coming off the bench and wreaking havoc without giving too much away about how my bench is going to look. But I sort of did give it away. Um, So, yeah, Lindsay and Jared in the front row. Brandon Smith is at nine. Um, I've really enjoyed watching Brandon Smith develop as a nine. I think that he's gotten a lot better but I really would like to see him in that sort of forward rotation as well a little bit more. Starts the game at nine. You bring on the 14, whether that be Sam Smith or Conan Watson, uh, and really uh, then they go into the nine, and then he wreaks havoc through the middle with Victor Radley. That's the rotation that I want to see more of in 2024. Um, so Brandon Smith at nine, Nat Butcher and Sua Wong are my starting back rowers. This was a really hard one to pick because you've obviously got Angus Crichton in the squad as well, who was an origin back rower only two years ago and an Australian back rower only a year ago. So very hard to leave Angus Crichton out of the starting side, but Sua Wong is the future and Nat Butch is the future as well. And both of these guys played with in exceptional form. 
uh, in that 2023 season, but especially towards the back end of the year, Sua Wong, Sua Wong sorry, uh, really came to life, and so did Nat Butcher throughout the 2023 season as well. So both of these guys are locked in for me. Uh, Victor Radley locked in at 13. You can't really argue that. Victor the Inflictor. I would love to see him go to that next level in 2024. Had a really rough year for me in 2023, a really rough year. I almost felt like he was a little bit scared to get suspended. And because of that, he sort of went into his shell a little bit. I want him to come back out of his shell a little bit more, uh, really improve that ball playing skills, those ball playing skills, sorry, that we love seeing from him, as well as just his intensity in attack and in defense. I just want to take that chip off his shoulder and just turn him into an absolute weapon that we've seen him be when Roosters have been winning comps. That's the Victor Radley that I want to see uh, in 2024. And hopefully we get a Victor Radley that comes out of his shell a little bit more in 2024. Now my 14, I'm struggling to pick whether I'm going to go with Connor Watson or Sandon Smith. Connor Watson provides experience. And I think Connor Watson at his best, Bully fit is the better player. So I'm going to go Connor Watson at 14, but Sandon Smith is definitely in contention there. If Connor Watson gets injured again, or maybe if it doesn't work out, then Sandon Smith comes in. But like you've got to reward Sandon Smith for the effort and the, you know, the way that he played uh, in 2023. It was almost mixed the fix it himself, taking Drew Hutchison's and uh, Drew, Drew Hutchison's role. Um, I should say, in 2023 as well, being Mr. Fix-It in his side, played fullback, played halfback, uh, played 5'8", was pretty much playing everywhere, ended up being a rotational hooker. Um, But yeah, look, it's going to be really interesting to see how this side looks. It really is. I do love Sanded Smith. He's one of my favorite guys in this team, but I think Connor Watson does get the jersey. I really do. So Connor Watson, I'm locking him in, but Sanded Smith, very, very close. I'd almost have them both there uh, with a slash in between them because it is going to be really hard to pick between those two um, going into this season. The Roosters bench, probably one of the harder ones to pick uh, out of all 17 teams. The next guy I've got on my bench is Spencer Lenu. Uh, gr- provides great impact. I imagine he'd be playing 30 to 35 minutes per game. Just as that impact guy who will provide a little bit of intensity off the bench. You've got guys like Jared and Lindsay who play big minutes. So I imagine that Spencer Lenny was only going to get that 35 minutes, maybe 40 max. But I imagine it'll be 30 to 35 minutes, to be honest, for Spencer Lenny. Uh, and the same for Terrell May, who's in jersey number 16 for me as well. He had a terrific year in 2023. I think Terrell May goes well again in 2024. Uh, And then Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton, I've got in jersey number 17. It was impossible for me to leave him out. You know, especially when you've got guys like uh, Egan Butcher. You've got guys like Satili Tupanua, who I had in there originally, um, who deserve to be in this 17. It just goes to show again how stacked this team is. You've got guys like Billy Smith, Satili Tupanua, uh, and Egan Butcher all missing out. Nafau White as well, who was in the Kiwi side uh, at the back end of the year, missing out on this team. Just insane. Absolutely insane, the amount of guys missing out here. Um, but look, a really strong 17 for the Roosters going into next year. My bench, as hard as it is to pick, is Connor Watson, Spencer Lenu, uh, Terrell May, and Angus Crichton. Let me know if you have something similar or something completely different. And then the last team we've got here is the Cronulla Sharks. Um, a very interesting one going into this season. I, 
Yeah, look, I had Braden Trindle playing halfback when Nico Hines moving into the sixth role. But now I've swapped that back over. I feel like Nico Hines is the seven for them moving forward. I feel like they've got to trust him in that jersey. And I feel like Braden Trindle, even in the six, has to take a lot of pressure off Nico Hines because there is a lot of pressure on Nico Hines in this team. He was basically playing um, five, eight and a half back in attack sometimes as well. And Matt Moylan not getting too involved. I'd love to see Braden Trindle get heavily involved in this team like he was towards the back end of the season and almost be the halfback in this team and just let Nico Hines play his footy. That's really what I want to see from this Cronulla halves pairing in 2024. But let's go through the 17. I've got Will Kennedy at fullback. I think everyone would have the same. Uh, he's an outstanding footballer, so much potential. Very unlucky with injury, but I feel like in uh, suspension, obviously, as well. Uh, but I feel like 2024, it's going to be the year of Will Kennedy. And if the Sharks are humming, he's going to be a big part of that, like we've seen in little stints from the Sharks. Uh, you know, the big factor for the Cronulla Sharks going into this year is beating top eight sides as well. And again, if they do go on to beat some top eight sides this year, Will Kennedy is going to be a big part of that. Uh, on the wings, both locks in this team. I've got uh, Ronaldo Mulatalo playing on the left with Sione Katoa playing on the right-hand side. Uh, in the centers, I've got Jesse Ramian playing in the on the left-hand side with Siasifatalakai uh, playing on the right, but that could go either or. I'm pretty sure that's how it was last year, though. Uh, the, all, all of that back line from one down to five are locks in this team. Uh, could not put anyone else in there other than replacing Siasifatalakai with Kale Iro. It's one that I was really compl- uh, contemplating uh, when putting this 17 together originally as well. Obviously, this is exactly how I had the lineup when I posted it. So if you want to go back and look at the post, you'll get a bit of a sneak peek into what I'm about to tell you. But um, yeah, look, I was really contemplating putting Kale Iro because Kale Iro is the future as well. CSC Vitalikai, he's coming into the twilight zone of his career as well. I believe he's in his late 20s, potentially turning 30 this year. I'll have to double check that. But um, he's been around for quite a bit, CSF Talakai. In fact, I'm going to double check that now. CSF Talakai. He is um, 26. Wow, he's a lot longer, younger than what I thought he was. Anyway, um, Kale Hero is an absolute weapon. And, you know, CSF Talakai, he did have dips in form last year. And that's why a lot of people do have Kale Hero potentially coming in. CSC Vitalikai, I think, is under a lot of pressure going into 2024. Um, and I think that, you know, if he doesn't start the year well, Kale Iro could definitely be getting his spot on that right or left wing, depending on where CSC Vitalikai ends up or how the lineup was last year. But, uh, look, it's gonna we're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see. We haven't seen a ball get kicked yet, so we'll have to wait and see how CSC Vitalikai starts the year. But Kale Iro, definitely one guy that is going to be pushing for a spot. Um, in terms of the halves, again, both of these guys have been confirmed. Nico Hines will play seven. Raiden Trindle will play six. Uh, Trindle, I was really impressed with him at the back end of last year. He's one guy to watch for me, for sure. Uh, really uh, got a lot of attacking upside. Really, really good with the football in his hands. A great kicking game on him as well. A lot of experience. He's obviously been in that Melbourne system before. Um, coming over to this Cronulla system, I think only a few years ago. I think it would have been in 2019, potentially, but I'm really impressed with 
Uh, I've been really impressed with Brandon Trindle at the back end of the last year. I think that he will definitely have a decent year. He's just going to take that pressure off Nico Hines. That's going to be a big factor for him going into uh, 2024. And Nico Hines, I think that he's just got to play his footy. He's got to simplify his game a little bit more and really build on that com- combination with Blake Braley as well in the nine. That was a combination I really enjoyed watching. I would love to see that develop. Uh, in the front row for me, look, it's going to be hard to put this front, uh, this forward pack together. A lot of guys that could be in this forward pack, uh, even on the bench as well. Another bench that was really hard to, sorry, it was really hard to pick. Uh, just did a little coffee burp then. That was nice. Uh, great timing. Um, yeah, but our forward pack that was really hard to put together. A lot of guys that can go in a lot of positions and particularly that left edge back row, which we'll talk about in a second. Really, really hard to put together. Uh, but my front row for 2024 is Royce Hunt uh, in the starting front row with Oregon Kafusi. Two young, fresh forwards that just put in 110%. Royce Hunt at the back end of last year, too, was outstanding. Uh, Oregon Kafusi in the front row as well. I'm really keen to see how he goes this season. Very up and down and someone that, for me, could very easily lose his spot. Um, Blake Braley is at nine for me, an absolute lock. One of the better nines in form in the competition at the moment, and a lot of people won't say it, but I think Blake Braley is very underrated for how he plays. He's got so much X factor. His running game is outstanding. He combines with his halves really well. His service is fantastic. He's one of those guys that I really do think you're going to have to keep an eye on, especially for an origin spot for the future. He could be the future in that number nine for origin over Reese Robson. That's how highly I rate. Blake Braley, he's going to be one to watch in 2024, particularly if the Sharks do beat top eight sides and if they're humming going into this year. Uh, definitely one to watch there, Blake Braley. Uh, my back row, now Britton Nikola is definitely on the right-hand side. Um, you know, he's a lock there. He was outstanding in 2023. He's been great for the past few years and particularly for the Kiwis. Uh, he was in terrific form to end the year. So uh, he's going to be carrying that form into 2024 for sure. Um, in terms of my left back row, the obvious choice would have been Teg Wilton. But I've gone for the unorthodox choice in Billy Burns, who's come into this side from the St. George Illawarra Dragons. I really rate Billy Burns. I love his football. He's almost like a second center. Uh, he's got great ball playing skills. He's actually got a little bit of a short game on him as well, uh, but very, very athletic. Um, got a lot of versatility and um, X factor. You know, he's got a really, he's got a really high ceiling compared to what people think uh, his ceiling is. His ceiling is much higher than what people think it is, is what I should be saying. Uh, so Billy Burns is in the left back row. For me, he takes that spot. Uh, and a lot of thing, a lot of people don't rate Billy Burns' defense. I think that that's a big factor in his game as well. Uh, and I really like him starting in this team in the left edge back row. Uh, Dale Finucane in that 13 jersey. I really like Dale Finucane. His work rate is 110% and over. Doesn't go anything under 110% Dale Finucane. And you can just say it from when he runs out onto the field. Uh, it's intensity straight from the get-go, which is what I love about Dolphinukin as well. So he definitely gets a starting spot in that 13. Cam McInnes is my 14. He can come on and play a bit of hooker for Blake Braley. It means there's a bit of a there's a bit less pressure on Blake Braley to play the full 80 minutes. He has been playing 80 for the past few years. I'd love to see Cam McInnes take the pressure off him a little bit in that number nine role. And that means we're getting more energy out of Blake Braley as well in that number nine jersey as well, which is what I like. 
Uh, so Kamakinis is in that 14. He can also come in and play an edge back row spot, 13. Uh, and in the forwards as well, Cam uh, McInnes, very versatile. Uh, Braden Hamanuele uh, is in jersey number 15. Been really impressed with him. Has a really high motor. He will potentially be going to the Warriors in 2025, uh, is what I'm hearing at the moment. They've offered him 730K per year. And a lot of people freak out at that number. It actually equates to about a few years ago, probably 530K. So it's a pretty decent deal for Braden Hamanuele. I'm keen to see if he takes it. I think, you know, when you get an opportunity to get the bag like that, you've got to take it. Uh, so Braden Hamanuele could be out of this side in 2025, but at the moment he's in jersey number 15. Jersey number 16 is a little bit more interesting for me. It could be Jack Williams, who I was really impressed with in this rotation, or Tom Hazelton, who was fantastic to end the year. I've got Jack Williams in there. And then in jersey number 17, I've got Tag Wilton. I think that he still is in the 17. I think he's too good to leave out. I think he does have a bench role to start the year. He comes in, plays in the middle or on an edge. He has that versatility about him, uh, but he can play anywhere in the forwards and do a really good job. And I want him to earn back that back row spot. So I've got him in jersey number 17. But jersey 16, it's up for grabs between Jack Williams and Tom Hazelton. I want to say Tom Hazelton earned himself a spot during the preseason as well. He's one guy I do want to say in the 17, but at the moment he's not there. Jack Williams is in jersey number 16 with Keg Wilton in jersey number 17. That is my Sharks 1-17, to and that's the 1-17 to for the Sharks, the Roosters, and the Canberra Raiders. In the next one, we'll be going through the Newcastle Knights, the New Zealand Warriors, and the Melbourne Storm. A very jam-packed episode. Actually... Uh, scratch that. We'll be going through the Newcastle Knights and just the Warriors. So just two teams next week. Uh, sorry, uh, in the next two days. And then after that, we'll do Melbourne, Brisbane, and Panthers all together in one big last ep. So next episode will be the Newcastle Knights and the New Zealand Warriors. And then the episode after that will be the Melbourne Storm, the Brisbane Broncos, and the Penrith Panthers. If you enjoy this sort of content, if you're a rugby league nerd, like myself, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube Big Lezzers League. You go ahead and you follow the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, TikTok, Big Lezzers League. Don't miss out on any content that I post. The TikTok is going to be used more now than ever, um, obviously, because I'm going to be with BTFU a lot more often this season. I'm going to have a full season with BTFU. We're also going to be posting more content on the YouTube, maybe getting some more interviews done. Let me know in the comment section who you would like me to, to see me interview uh, in the 2024 season, but it's going to be a lot more content on the YouTube. So make sure you do stay tuned for that. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Wow.